fun for you guys. We're going to get right into it. Hope you're enjoying it. And you're listening wherever you are. If you're streaming it on Facebook, wonderful. If you're joining us on the podcast, great. Uh, We do the show four days a week, Monday through Friday, right around 5 p.m. Never, like, exactly on time. I think you can kind of already tell that. And I'm in the center of your screen right now if you're streaming it. My name is Kevin Kellum, K-E-L-L-A-M, Hallam Kellum. And right over there on the left side, we're looking at Robert DeFelis and our great theme song by the very, very talented Andy Milne, who blew out his voice doing that track. Blew out his voice, Robert. He has over. a very melodious voice. He, he, has, he has a wonderful voice. Voice of an angel. <laughs> voice of an angel. Uh, as you can tell, we're kind of lighthearted here. Uh, we try to make the uh, the show um, the most um, positive and lighthearted version of daily wrestling news. Uh, so we do a lot of content, but we want to develop the show and make it even more interesting and different. And uh, Robert is with us all the time on it. And so the best way for us to do that is to add more people to the conversation. So share this link if you're watching live now. If you're on the podcast, share it with your friends. I know you have a lot of choices with wrestling media, but if you like our show, pass it along. All right? A lot of people are already liking that theme song. All right? So we have a lot yeah, to get man. into. Yeah, man. Share it around. Yeah. We, we love all the support. We love interacting with people. Yeah, we, we like people. We like having social skills. Uh, and if you can't listen to the whole show on Facebook Live or watch it on Facebook Live, we do have a podcast version of it, and that's just the audio. And you can get that on iTunes, on TuneIn, on almost, I believe, almost every big podcast app. We're on that. And uh, my face is almost out of the graphic here. I have to adjust my seat. Hang on. I have to adjust my seat. I gotta... oh, oh, there we go. Look at that, Robert. I'm not, I'm not getting blocked by the graphics. Um, you got that uh, You got that Brock Lesnar push there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I can pass a drug test. It's okay. Uh, yeah, so fun times. Uh, yes, people excited about Wrestle Zone. A lot to get into. We will talk about Cody Rhodes, his knee injury, and how that could affect everything going on with Ring of Honor. He has a, a couple more big dates added to his deal with them, and he'll finish that up. He has Wrestle Kingdom. Is he going to be able to do that? Uh, Alexa Bliss, what is her status? We know that she's been on the shelf uh, with a concussion. We'll get into that. Also, we got Survivor Series on on monday to get into so uh you know on monday night raw tonight and there's been some big changes to monday night raw over the weekend so so much to get into we'll get into all of it plus we will also break down all of your big questions you guys will kind of dictate the whole last you know 20 minutes or so of the show but i do want to talk about this this is the the big story in all pop culture the death of one of the most inspiring heartwarming and truly visionary guys who took the idea of a superhero and made it something that was much more um, closer to reality, and that is Stan Lee. He was the the visionary uh, lead editor and publisher behind Marvel Comics. He really rose it to prominence. He created characters like Spider-Man, or at least co-created them with Jack Kirby, Spider-Man, the Fantastic Four, the X-Men, Black Panther, Iron Man. Uh, I mean... The Hulk, Daredevil. The the Hulk, you, you, you know many of these. So, I mean, as, as someone who grew up with Marvel Comics and was always, I liked, I know it's always a Marvel DC thing, but there are only a handful of DC characters I loved. Like, Marvel, I loved almost all of it. There wasn't, there was very little Marvel I, I wouldn't get into. Um, and when I do find myself at a comic book store, I always kind of find myself starting with the Marvel stuff and then working my way over to, oh, all right, well, what's going on with DC? And I'm not, I'm not dissing DC. I just always had a, a special place for them, especially as a kid of the, of the 90s. Those big books, uh, you know, Apocalypse X and a bunch of different stuff. But the thing I liked about Stan was 
his approach was, uh, I would say, much more mirroring what was going on in society, especially the books he did in the 60s and 70s that had, you know, ties in and, and were mirrored by what was going on with drugs and different things with, with racial violence. And then they were just great superheroes. They're great, relatable right. superheroes. And and his his old showbizy candor for how you need to approach superheroes, true believers and heroes, and they, like that, that there's something heartwarming about that because it was never disingenuous. Uh, and he they, he didn't talk down to you; he talked you up. Uh, and there was some there were some great things. I got to be on the radio today for on 101 WKQX. Is this story kind of broke? And there was a lot of people texted, and I was it wasn't like I was surprised by it, but I I just I didn't. Like the way that people would say that Vince Man is so closely connected with WWE and d- different things like that, I merely thought of as a wrestling fan. I was like, "Oh, for like diehard comic book fans, this is the this would be like if Vince Man passed away to them." Like, yeah, in terms of just like a legacy mind behind the sport. So, um, there's a lot of people in here uh, that that bring up you know different things that they grew up with, um, you know, Hobgoblin and different things like that. A lot of people showing their support and. And I got to think, um, you know, he's a guy who's inspired a lot of people. I, there's a lot of – we have a great story up on WrestleZone.com of just what everyone in WWE thought and what other uh, big wrestling stars thought. And I, I kind of like – The Rock, AJ Lee. Yeah. Rock, you know, the Hurricane, the yeah. wrestling superhero, the Hurricane. Mm, yeah. So, I mean and, – and then also, you know, some people bring up the uh, WWF-WWE connection is that Marvel brought a suit against uh, WWF back in the day for how – the legality of how they use the name Hulk Hogan. So, yes, there were some connections there. Yeah. Uh, Marvel was for everybody, just like Ballard Club. That's what Mar- Macklin Davis says there. That's so, right. Uh, and Lee is the Babe Ruth of comics. Yeah, good good comparison there. So I did want to get into that. That's a very good comparison. And uh, just a, a great thank you to a great man in visionary work, 95 years old, lived a very full and very, very impactful life. I mean, you talk about a guy who changed pop culture in a way that was very quiet. I mean, certainly, I mean, you saw him in all the movies. He always had those great yeah. cameos in every movie, which I thought was nice. You should you should do that. Like, that's that should be uh, a way to in, in, inject a guy like him. Like, if they did that with Vince McMahon and he was the comic book guy, I wouldn't mind it. You know what I mean? I would just be like, oh, he's the guy. But Vince is such a character already, so it doesn't really matter. You can't, you can't stop him from being in that. Uh, so let's just get right into it. Tonight's Raw has a lot going on with it. We do know that Stephanie McMahon will be on tonight's Raw. What do you think her role is going to be? Uh, well, they have said that she's going to address the controversy surrounding Shane McMahon winning the World Cup. Mm. So I think it's just time for a little sibling rivalry where Stephanie's going to say, hey, you can't just interject yourself mm. into these matches. Maybe we see a situation where Stephanie interjects herself last minute in the women's Survivor Series match mm. and wins it for Team Raw. She's on the team? That'd be kind of crazy. It'd be a way to, like, she's never been a fantastic wrestler. I'm not saying she's a bad wrestler. She's been a little powerful role when possible. But what do you guys think? What do you want Stephanie McMahon to do? If you guys are watching the show live, let us know what you think and what you where you want this to go. Uh, another thing I think you got to forget about Stephanie, people forget, especially when they haven't seen her on TV in a couple weeks, is she always lights up the, the room. She, I mean, she'll bury yeah, people yeah. on the mic, but she is one of the best talkers and it's gotten better, specifically in the last like six years. She's gotten really, really good at her time on the mic. When she has it, she really runs with it and makes something out of it. She does know her role very well. Mm-hmm. And like when she was um, a little back 10 years ago, when she was that bratty daddy's little girl kind of daddy! billionaire. 
ever. Oh she my god, she twice, played yeah. that role so well. She was very good at it. Uh, and now she's the um, the HBIC, shall we say, and she plays that role very well. What does that stand for? The head witch with a B in charge. You can say it. Okay. No, the head, she is the head bitch in charge, and she plays that role Robert! very well. Robert! Robert, what is your middle name, Dephilis? Robert! Uh, oh! Uh, How can you, you, know, you let that You let that poop out of your mouth? Robert, uh, everyone in the chat, boo Robert. That is very disrespectful language, Robert. Yeah. Very disrespectful. I'm so sorry. You should you should apologize. If you're in the chat, let him know. Um, I want Stefan, 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 or blessed to marry me. You want Stephanie Man to marry you? Okay. Um, uh, well, Triple H is gonna have something to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I think he will. Um, hopefully, Raw will be more prepared than SmackDown Live invades them tonight. Well, we got that last year, didn't that happen last year when we did SmackDown versus Raw? Yeah, so it happens every year around this time. But we have that tweet from that semi-reputable account, that WrestleVotes account. They do br- tends- get a lot of scoops. Got a lot of scoops. Yeah, man. they broke a scoop that said that there will be an invasion, but somebody's going to tip Raw off. Mm. So SmackDown's going to have an infiltrator, and Shane's going to have to find out who. Now, will that happen? Who knows? Mm, mm, mm. Methinks his name begins with M and as ends with Zanon. <laughs> That's what I ah, think. My yeah. guess is still Randy. I think Randy is going to turn heel, like Ali Dar suggesting that I turned heel. Yes. Uh, some people saying that, yes, indeed, you did have poop coming out of your mouth. Um, something controversial and thought provoking, creating rating spike over the next few weeks. Well, you know, we are uh, we are getting into WrestleMania season after Survivor Series or whatever it looks like we might get early on. Furthermore, we're going to be building to a Royal Rumble that's bigger than most Royal Rumbles. It's going to be in a baseball stadium, and it's going to have some big matches on it coming up in January. Plus, we have TLC, which I think is where we're going to get the first time we see Seth and Dean touching each other. I think this is the first yeah. time we're going to see those guys with each other, and that's more than enough time to build to that as well. Um, so let's uh, – my screen is frozen. Someone's telling me that. In terms of the uh, potential run-in, uh, where Jerry Carewood uh, chiming in here saying, not Miz directly, but he tells Maurice, Maurice tells Stephanie. It, that's a game of telephone, all right? That's a game of telephone. Who's being brought to the principal's office? Um, who said what about what? Uh, so a lot going on there. Uh, now, you did have this story about Mix Match Challenge. I have not been able to get into it this season. It has not provoked my interest. Perhaps this will help. They have announced that the winners will be number 30 in their respective Royal Rumbles. Whoa! that they get an all-expenses-paid trip to anywhere in the world. I don't know how that's going to factor into Like something. they don't get that already! <laughs> hey, listen. We'll give you an all-expenses-paid trip to Hawaii, but you have to wrestle. <laughs> like, 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 that's exactly what it is. Um, no, uh, that that's crazy. I, I love... Now I'm in. Now I'm completely invested in this. This is uh, actually but a But doesn't that idea. automatically disqualify AJ Styles? No. No. I, I don't think... It, uh, why? He can be in the Royal Rumble and... and then, Not if he's the champion. But then he can pick his opponent at WrestleMania. People have never thought about that. They've never uh, they've never uh, done that before. Done he, can that. Ma- he can make his own match. He can make his own main event at WrestleMania. People have never thought of that one as well. What do you guys think of that idea? Do you think the Mixed Match Challenge winners should be 
the the number 30 in the men and women's Royal Rumble matches in WWE coming up in January. Let us know in the chat. Give us a thumbs up if you're into it. Uh, and if you're into it, let us know. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, feedback to us on on Twitter at WrestleZone.com. So let us know what you guys think of that. I'm I'm in for that. You know that that like a like a lot of people are saying that's a little bit of a game changer. You know, add something. Yeah, to I think they should have announced that minute one. You know, that would have kept people invested in who's winning and losing. Two minutes ago, I told you it didn't pique my interest. I I thought they were fun, and by pique my interest, I mean I don't feel like I have to watch it every week. Like I feel I have to watch Raw and SmackDown and NXT, and and now even NXT UK. By the way, I watched it last week and I absolutely loved it. Um, now I feel like, all right, I got a lot of watching. So I'm like, if I catch it, I'll catch it. So that's kind of my perspective with it. Um, but now I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, like I, I want to check this out. Um, so, so what team do you think wins with this new stipulation added? <sighs> you know, I don't think it's, it's as predictable as you think, because when you have the number 30 spot, it's not, you know, a lot of people have won the Royal Rumble matches in those spots. And certainly it's, it's a certain, you know, it's going to be a bigger star. It's going to be one of the top four men or women in the company. You're going to be in there. So, I mean, what mix do we have there? Like, who seems like somebody that could pop for that? Um, I would love to see a veteran get that spot just just to have that. Even if it doesn't seem like you're the person that want to, you want to move with them as your Royal Rumble winner, Royal Rumble winner. I, I speak professionally. And, and you want to move on to Mania with them. You know, a Mickey James. I would love to see Mickey James. I think Bobby Lashley would be really great in that spot, even if you don't want to put those guys as Royal Rumble winners, just having them win the mixed match challenge and then do this, it's it adds a little bit more prestige to it. It, it shows that they got elevated by it. There, there's stakes. There's consequences. There's prizes for the winner. I, I agree with that. I think that's a cool idea. Because there's two of these spots, I'm going to say Balor and Bailey, and we get Demon Balor as number 30. In the Royal Rumble. That is a crazy idea. A crazy, crazy idea. Some of you guys are actually into this. A couple of you are popping for this. Uh, plenty of new viewers. If you're just joining us on the live stream, thank you so much. You guys can jump down there in the chat. And your comments can pop up on screen just like uh, this one. Like uh, Jose Plaza says, Lashley maybe, but no rush. You wouldn't want to see Leo Rush in that spot. So if you're just joining us for the first time, Jump down, jump down there in the chat. We try and get as many comments on screen as we possibly can. So Mixed Match Challenge, winners get to be the uh, number 30 spots in the Royal Rumble. I like that. I think it's a cool idea. I'm, I'm, I'm supportive of it. Uh, something I think we do need to be supportive of is wrestlers when they have injuries. And one that is uh, dealing with an injury right now is Alexa Bliss. What is the latest on the Alexa Bliss situation? I know that the latest we're getting from the big verifiable source and Dave Meltzer at the Wrestling Observer is that she suffered multiple concussions, not just one recently. Now, that's been a big talk over the weekend, and there was a lot of talks of her potentially moving away from the ring completely. Wow. Now, this was my biggest concern. As soon as I heard she was going to be the manager of the Women's Fair Series team, I thought they were moving her this way. However, Bliss has come out on Twitter and said she's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. This could be a case of her just being optimistic as Daniel Bryan was during that period in his career. Paige was optimistic like that. Yeah. I hope that this is not the end for Alexa Bliss. She's very young, very uh, on top of her game. She's like, what, seven, eight time champion. I she's think, had yeah. the belt a lot. And, and first to do it on Raw and SmackDown uh, made a great transition from NXT. And also I would put her in the top level of top personality talking talents. I also, I, I, she's one of the female talents that I see that sells a ton of merch. 
I mean, a lot of people are into the Little Miss Bliss kind of Harlequin, um, just meanness of everything. And she's cut some of the more memorable promos I have ever seen, ever seen any women in wrestling ever cut. Uh, there was one promo she cut about just being, she felt really bad about something. I can't, I can't recall the circumstance of it. It was the Elimination Chamber. Yes. I think it was like the... She, yeah, she, she, oh, I'm so proud that yes, I was able to do this. That I got and to do this way, sort of thing. And it, by the way, me. And, and by the way, none of you had anything to do with this. I thought it was just like perfect. And it's, uh, you know, yes, we're gonna miss the bliss. Uh, I agree. I, I think she's a great talent. I mean, if there is, if there is an unfortunate circumstance where she can't perform in the ring, I think she's a great manager. I, I think she. It, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a seamless transition, but it would be one that I think she'd be more than capable of running with. Uh, and, and also being one that supports a, a character outside the ring and could do some things uh, physically if, if they felt comfortable doing that. My my hope is, is that she's going can... to reflect negatively on Rhonda. Because it was Rhonda that caused this, correct? That's not exactly. No, that isn't clear. Uh, the, the most. In terms of the timeline, I saw being a part of a live event. Was it was it in the ring with Rhonda? I don't know. I don't want to be clear about that and say that, and we don't know that for sure. The only reason I'm going with Rhonda is because she herself tweeted at Becky, mm. "Hey, you think Rhonda's easy? I'll save you a spot on the bench next to me when she can sit down with you." Oh boy, <laughs> um, maybe that's just more playing up the storyline of the character. Uh, but I also Could think be. they they accept the roles. You know, like when you when you get in when you get in the ring with a certain performer, no matter uh, what their level of expertise, I know people are immediately going to be like, botch, botch, they did a botch, someone botched, and this person botched, and let me say botch, b o t c h with a z in it, because I want to be cool. Uh, listen to one of my uh, twenty five podcasts, and no one hears. Uh, neckbeard, 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 dandruff. Um, you know, those I I, I don't want to hear people say that because we're talking about real people's lives and i i don't want to put that on ronda if it's not exactly accurate there, the facts that, the facts that we have is that she suffered concussions multiple that's what we know uh, and it feels like that's accurate because uh, they're taking so much time and seeing if she's gonna be ready for the ring uh the time frame we heard a couple weeks ago is that she'd be ready soon that it wasn't that severe now it's multiple uh and maybe that could be something where they found that out after extensive testing it's not 100% clear, but the fact that we have is that she suffered some type of concussion, and they're being very trippid- They're being very serious. They're not tripping over themselves on this. They're going to wait as much as they can to see if she's clear and ready to go, and it's the right thing to do. And let's talk about, realistically, Alexa Bliss, that's her gimmick, Five Feet of Fury, but this is a five-foot-tall you know, woman who's, in the last few months, has competed in a Money in the Bank ladder match. Mm-hmm. An Extreme Rules with Nia Jax, where her role was to be ragdolled. Mm-hmm. Um, two matches with Ronda, where her role was to be ragdolled. You know, it's it's not it's not ballet as they say, and it's very hard on. It's it's not, but you the... want to you want to. Here's the thing. Let's just bring it back to basics. And this is the thing I think people forget. If you're a heel, you're gonna get beat up. You're gonna take the big payoff beating, and I think that's part of just the ABCs uh, of what's going on here. And it's also it's wrestling. You're, you're going to take punishment. You're going to deal with things. This is going to be an injury. This is unfortunately part of what they sign up for. And I don't do that to be uh, to break away from it or, or give anyone no blame. Um, but I haven't seen any footage of, of what causes injury. So I don't know how, you know, reckless or, or unreckless this may be or how careful someone may be. And this, these things happen. It happens. It's a part Now, of it. I'm not necessarily saying that this is the cause of anyone being reckless. I'm saying, you know, as they used to say, there's some 
you know, neckbeard on the internet says, well, they know how to fall. Or somebody who's just watching Total Divas saying, well, they know how to fall. Mm. And the reality is it's a hard business. Uh, this th- this may be a comment of the day. She's been on the show before. You can follow her uh, on Twitter and all those fun things. Great comedian, Ali Darsky, saying, Rhonda hasn't been wrestling for a year. Pipe down, humans. Pipe it down. Uh, I, I don't think that's going to pipe them down at all. Uh, some people yeah. are saying, what about Bliss for GM, just like AJ Lee? That would be something to do. I think she could serve in that role. Yeah, I think that'd be really good, and I think she'd be great opposite Paige. Yeah. You know? I agree. Uh, two women running Raw? That would be, that'd be interesting. They haven't done that before. Um, and some people still confident in her abilities as a villain uh so what do you think though she, she's managing a, a, a smackdown team a lot of different things coming together for for survivor series is we're, is we're going to be here what's the match on survivor series right now just today that's got your most interest um to me it's brock yeah, versus aj i i know it's a match we've seen before but it's one that feels the most interesting to me in terms of just what it can be bell to bell in terms of storyline I think uh, Becky Lynch has just done an incredible job. Yes. She has just been, uh, when you, she says hot fire, but her promos in terms of, oh, you got to talk trash. You know, I, I, Jim Ross. She but. is the man, you know, and like, yeah. let's be real about it. She, she, took, she took a flub. That bu- she took a flub that Rhonda said in a promo. Not a bad one, you know, to say someone's the man. I don't know if it was clear that that's what Rhonda wanted to compliment Becky Lynch with, but the next night, Becky Lynch is on TV with a T-shirt that says "I'm the man," and and goes out there and just lights up Ronda and says, "I'm not coming for your title. I'm not coming for your respect. I'm coming for your arm." And I don't think here's the thing. I don't think Becky Lynch wins this match. I think Ronda stays pristine and golden. And if she does lose a match and does get defeated, it will be under some very dusty circumstances, if you will, polka dots on top, um, if she loses any matches before WrestleMania time. Uh, and I think Becky Lynch is going to get fed to that machine. But I don't think Becky Lynch is going to come out of this looking as bad as some, some of other some of other Ronda's crushed opponents in the past. What do you think? Becky is a great example of rise and fall, and rising again twice as big because she had a huge run when SmackDown was first split apart from Raw. She was the first SmackDown Women's Champion. She had a long dry spell. And right now they gave her the ball and she is running with it. And this is going to be her definitive run. And at the end of the day, she's wrestling Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series. And you can't take that away from her. Mm. No matter what happens for her the rest of her career, this run is the definitive Becky Lynch run. And I'll say it. This is Hall of Fame worthy run. Whoa. Slow down here, pal. Slow I said down. it. Slow down. I said it. Nope. Slow not taking it back. Down. Hall, Hall got, of Fame and the words run. of, uh, I believe, one Miss uh, Natalia Nyhart, you need to settle your tea kettle okay you need to settle your tea kettle all right do that all right sleepy time tea take some robert calm down you're saying dirty words today we gotta reel you in uh so that's what's going on with survivor series what do you think of the uh the five the five person tag team matches the raw women's the raw versus smackdown for women's men's do do any of these pop for you they they just seem like a lot of people being put together in some fun multi-man matches i enjoy a survivor series tag team match 
but you brought up how Mixmax Challenge has some steaks. I want steaks. I want winners. I want some juicy red steaks. Put them on the grill. Who's, who's, I agree. Come on. What do you think? Um, I think that whomever comes out on top of this Survivor Series match, it's a it's a means to an end to build probably one person, and mm. I think that person this year is Drew McIntyre. Drew and McIntyre. Drew. We saw last week he tapped out Kurt Angle, which was impressive. Uh, probably, and also I- kudos, Kurt Angle, just looking looking good, just looking good, and and doesn't move as fast as he once did, but I mean making different decisions with his moves and still being just a grappling machine with his with his fingers all taped up. Um, I'm into it. I enjoyed it. And I was very, very surprised to see that Kurt Angle, from what I read, was the one who kind of convinced all the agents and Vince McMahon, like, he should tap me out. That would be really, really, that would really move the needle. And I think it, it definitely made me pay more attention uh, when I heard that. And I, like, had to go watch it on the DVR as quickly as possible is when I heard Oh, Drew tapped him out. Wow. That's that's like it was even though I knew the finish, it made me much more intrigued by the the process of it. I think that they know that Drew McIntyre is a dependable name. He is somebody who they wanted to push quite some time ago. Mm. And they're getting that second chance right now. And I think he will be factored into that universal title picture, if not in WrestleMania, coming immediately out of it. He'll be one of the main names for the universal title. How do you get him there? How do you develop a, a guy? I mean, obviously, he has all the tools. He's talking. He's 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 made absurd, certainly made glaring looks at one Mr. Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman. And there's some question about whether or not Brock is uh, ready to go that hard with, uh, you know, his health. And is he working hurt right now? Not clear. Don't know for sure. But Drew Galloway, he looking good, man. He's looking real good. Real good. I, I think you get him there by you get the belt off of Brock. I think that the guy to do that, if we're going to go to the main roster guy, it's Seth Rollins. Mm. And then I think once Rollins has it, that's open season for McIntyre mm. and they can have a great main roster standard feud for the Universal Championship. We haven't seen that for the Universal title in some time. No, you're right. You're right. I think there's some fresh guy. You certainly putting Drew up near, near the top. That's a fresh addition to the top scene. Because relatively, it's been a shuffle of kind of the same players. You know, I don't, I don't know the last time that Brock had a new opponent. Had had somebody who's never been in the. Had they ever had a match before? Did they ever? I don't think they ever. They weren't uh, in the no. WWE at the same time. No. So this would be no. a, a completely new opponent for 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 Brock, and I think that adds some new things. Also, he's seven foot. This isn't like, you know, AJ's going to have to do a lot of physical leaping work as a smaller, near, right above light heavyweight style wrestler to, to hang and bang with Brock Lesnar. Can he can he believably defeat him? Yeah, but I don't, here's the thing. There's no title loss here. Uh, so no matter what, just looking ahead at a possible Drew-Brock match, I think it's a hot match. I just think physically it's there. But then, then the, the process becomes, well, who am I cheering for? You know, who am I – Who's who are the fans going to get behind? Because people are booing Drew. I but, think uh, at the end of the day, as soon as you put anyone opposite Lesnar, that person becomes the face because that person is the chance to take the Universal title back to Raw on a permanent mm, basis. Mm, mm, yeah. Uh, you know, there's something there. And I just, I just, I, I'm not seeing it being complete. I don't like when people immediately say like, this is going to be great. Uh, Cause there's been so many times when we thought things were going to be great. You know, Nakamura and styles was supposed to be awesome. It was 
fun, but it wasn't. It was okay, it, but it, it did not live up to expectations. Yeah, the last man standing match kind of just got out of the muck and mire of just some overbooking things, but they had a fun series. They beat the crap out of each other, you know, and we kind of got more of an angle out of them at WrestleMania, which was which was fun, but it just didn't meet those dream match expectations. And uh, I don't want to pe- people start doing that too early, and then it doesn't meet expectations. Uh, here's a crazy one here. I want to pull this one up. Uh, Elliot Jemison wants to, wants to see Brock versus Kurt Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins in the uh, doldrums of WWE celebrating his second anniversary of no victories whatsoever in the WWE. Two years without a single victory. What do you think? You know, that is a damn fine man, Kurt Hawkins. He's a damn from fine ho- man. <laughs> from my hometown, Queens, New York, and he does it proud, even though he's always losing. But, you know, we have the Mets, so we're used to that. Um, <laughs> oh, come on, know, man. I'm from Chicago. You want to talk about bad baseball teams? <laughs> I-, I think that Kurt Hawkins understands his role. And they're getting him in more of a producer role. They understand his quality output. And it's going to benefit him later in his career in different mm. ways. Mm. Was he the five-star wrestler he could have been? No. But that happens sometimes. True. True. Uh, you know, I, I, let's get into this one. Outside of WWE, Cody Rhodes, one of the biggest stars in professional wrestling, made some big announcements over this week when we will get into the Bullet Club, no more Bullet Club type discussion. But I do want to talk about this. He does have some obligations he does have to settle with Ring of Honor, including uh, competing at Final Battle coming up at the end of the year. And, of course, the big one of the biggest wrestling shows of the year, uh, January 4th, Tokyo Dome. He will defend the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Uh, but there was some worry as he was in independent action this past weekend when he said and tweeted, my knee popped. I was throwing a T-shirt into the crowd, of all things. Isn't that crazy? And my knee popped. Uh, and sometimes that's how these things work. Uh, I remember Sammy Sosa from the Chicago Cubs back in the day, like, blew out his back sneezing. Sounds ridiculous, but it seems like that. Um, But uh, Cody Rhodes has posted an update on his Twitter saying uh, (coughs) his ACL, his MCL, and his PCL are structurally sound, but there is some meniscus damage, so he'll have to get a scope done. He will continue to compete, uh, but it's not clear of when he will get that scope, which is not, I wouldn't describe as a minor, but uh, it's... It's a day of surgery. You're you're in and out of yeah. a hospital in a day. Uh, but still, it's it's certainly, oof, you know, dodging a bullet there. Um, so uh, do you want to get into this? People say, oh, no more bullet club. Thank the wrestling gods. Now, to be clear, Michael, hold on. Yeah. It's not no more bullet club. It's not no more it's, bullet club. It's bullet club is going back to being a Japan exclusive thing with guys like Tamatanga and Jay White and Gato and... The Bullet Club that we all follow is sticking strictly with the elite branding because I think they own that. Yes. And that's just a business move by them. And that's a very smart business move because if they want to go anywhere like WWE, it comes with them. It comes with them. And and this is also just for T-shirts. I, 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 don't, yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't say just for T-shirts, but it's just so they can go and do their own events. And go do things like uh, you know all in and do them and and then lure people to, to that them with the with the gravity of their own brand and have their own pirate ships. So that group will can uh, this time it's believed will contain the Young Bucks, Adam Page, Marty Scroll, Kenny Omega, and Cody, uh, and uh, and of course will come with it the, you know the super huge following that they've been able to galvanize. Uh, through being the elite, they're very successful web series. And it's also through merchandise in the sense that you have everybody tweet out, hey, this is my last Bullet Club-style design. 
oh, that's going to fly off the shelves because mm. everybody wants the last design. Uh, what do you think of them changing this? Does it does it set the, the the standard for them to go do their own thing in January when all this is supposed to come together for deals clearing up and all these guys are supposed to be on their own? They're talking about different stuff. They're certainly alluding and they're playing it real close to the chest. Um, you know, obviously we 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 talk about this quite a bit. It's been a, a big talking thing now. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Where do these guys end I, up? I think this is the culmination of really about three years worth of you know rebranding because i thought that they were going yeah. to move to the elite when they kicked out aj mm. and they've really grown that elite brand with the being the elite i think it's more about that as well you know let's not confuse people as to what's elite what's bullet club it's just everything is the elite mm. you know mm. and i think will they go outside of you know, Ring of Honor, New Japan, to maybe WWE. I don't think they go to the WWE yet. Mm. But I do think that they have a big role to play on the independent scene. And whatever All In 2 is could lead to a lot more of what we see from them in the future. Right. Son, okay. who's to say he doesn't want to be a full-time producer, you know, head of whatever, you know, he can get his hands on. True. Good point. Uh, some other updates coming from WrestleZone.com. Do want to tell you about Free Match Mondays. Think to our friends at Powerslam.tv. You can check out free matches from their great independent wrestling archive online, all of it on demand, CZW, Defy Wrestling, and a really great match uh, from Eastern, Champ Eastern Canadian Championship Wrestling, Shayna Baszler versus Nicole Matthews, the reigning NXT Women's Champion in action against Nicole Matthews. She just competed in the Mae Young Classic. You can watch it for free on the WrestleZone Facebook page and over at WrestleZone.com. So go check that out. How blessed are we with those, Robert? We're, I would say that we are very, <sighs> very blessed because the folks at PowerSlam TV have said, here's a free match with Shayna Baszler to yeah. get you hyped before she goes two out of three falls and you ain't with hyped. the Pirate Princess. You ain't hyped. Mojo Raleigh, Mojo Raleigh called me personally and said, you ain't hyped. Did he? Yeah, he said. Well, I think you need to call Mojo Raleigh back and say, mm -hmm. I don't get hyped. I stay hyped. Unlike you, because you're not a hype bro anymore. What happened, Robert? You're, you're, saying, uh, the B, you're saying the B word. You're telling me I'm not hyped. You know, I'm just, like I said, I'm just trying to coach you up, bro. And you got to go and do that to me. I thought we were bros, bro. I said, No, I said you're hyped. I said Mojo is not Oh, hyped. oh. Okay, 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 cool, 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 cool. All right, let's just jump right in here and do the question zone. We should call it question zone now. All right, so fire off your questions, guys. Let us know what you want if you're listening to the show live. If you are listening on the podcast, we're going to start doing an episode of the show every week where we exclusively look at that. Also, for you guys who listen to the show often, I'm also going to do something fun for the people that watch the show, so don't feel like I'm going to leave you out on this. So if you start seeing me describe a picture on the screen, don't worry. I will read everything you're, you're seeing, so it, it feels good like this. What do you think is, Robert? We deal with this quite a bit. It will be the best comment of the week, worst comment of the week. And we will okay. feature uh, some comments from WrestleZone.com. Uh, and some really great ones and some really, really stupid ones. And uh, we'll do that I, at some point yes. during the week. And I think that is something fun to do, likely on Thursdays. I want to I want to say we're going to do that. And if you guys have any other suggestions for different things you'd like to see on the show, 
Uh, let us know what you think and, and fire them off there. So fire off your questions and ask here. I was asked a little bit ago, someone asking, what is the status of Kevin Owens? Right now we don't know, but he had work done on two knees. And the severity of either one is not exactly clear, but it didn't seem like there's any clear time frame for him to make his return. Yeah, I think, what was it, about a month ago? And they were saying eight or nine months. So he's going to be out for a good chunk, and he may miss wrestlemania if he tries to rush it back Ooh, so he can make wrestlemania yeah you know what, you know Dave. and i'd rather him not do that to be clear mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. both he and sammy can stay out and stay fresh for that after wrestlemania drought i think they would bring some fresh life in there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's what i'd rather see from them jeremy johnson wants to know do we think wwe will ever bring back bret hart i don't know it, bret would have to come back for the, the, the right type of role and Certainly, he's enjoyed doing different things on the network since he's, uh, you know, made peace with WWE in one way or another. I would love to see him do some more things on the network and in, in, in a, uh, a role of wisdom, I think, would be the best way to have him. I agree. I, You know, it's funny to me as we get these questions. Don't you remember a time that seems not that long ago where it was like, Bret Hart will never, ever, ever be associated with yeah. them? How my how I mean, him walking out is like almost... 2010 it's still like yep. a, it's still like one of those things where i'm like wow that really happened uh once again i'm not sinking uh, syncing up audio wise with the screen gotta love be live gotta love yeah, it. yeah i noticed that about uh, it's only been be, the last three be minutes five so. seconds off is what the service should be called but we're dealing with it um uh some other people here chiming in will nxt or smackdown invade raw tonight uh people always- nxt will probably never invade raw smackdown may because they have survivor series uh, people uh, want to see invasions. They just want invasions. They just want to see. They just want to see the boys come out and invade. They want to invade. They you want- do realize that if NXT and SmackDown invade Raw, it's not necessarily an invasion. It's just mm. more like a uh, conglomerate WWE. And thank you, David. I love the Robert is awesome. Yes, I agree with you. Brett is too busy crying about Bischoff. Whatever. Whatever, dude. Too many, too many uh, very successful guys complaining about each other on the internet recently. Uh, yes. Do you, you think uh, the SmackDown will invade Raw tonight? We just, just like last year. Is this an invasion? I see. Uh, <laughs> people want these invasions, bro. I guess so, man. Carl Dennett says that Dolph Ziggler reminds him of Mr. Perfect. I've heard this quite a bit in the past. Yeah, I haven't felt that so much without now that he's kind of gotten his own vibe without that bleach blonde hair when he had the really kinked, kinda... when he had the really kinked like shorter hair uh and yeah and he and he was definitely doing like moves that remind me of, of mr perfect i remember watching it and i had a female friend and she didn't know anything about wrestling but we, we were getting ready to go somewhere and i had ron and she goes oh he looks like Rick, is he rick flair's kid and I, and I said no. She just assumed that like mm-hmm. Ric Flair had a son. I was like, well, he has sons. Yeah. He's had sons that wrestle, but that isn't his son. His, his daughter is a successful wrestler. And at the time, I think um, Rick was managing or cornering the Miz for whatever reason. And, yeah, and, and that she was a just, weird thing. She just couldn't understand why the Miz like had Ric Flair behind him. She's like, why isn't he with the blondie? Why is it? Why is it? Why isn't? Why isn't uh, Ric Flair with a uh, spaghetti head? And she kept referring to. Uh, Dolph Ziggler as Spaghetti Head, which I thought was was quite funny. 
Uh, so let's get into your questions here. Uh, do you think WWE will bring back Cena just to fill the Roman Reigns spot, or do you think he uh, who will get pushed? You know, it's very unclear what John Cena John Cena's role will be for WrestleMania, though it does definitely seems like he wants to do stuff with WWE when he can in around all the movies. Now I have come on here and said I think this is exactly what they need to do: get Cena to commit to like a four to six month full time run. And then on the way out, have him put over somebody at like SummerSlam. Mm. And I think that would be so much better than trying to, you know, rush a Batista Lesnar match. Not saying that's what's going to happen, just speculating. Uh, I think Cena is a dependable guy. And I think a lot of people say he'll never do it full time again, but he's somebody that could because he's not <sighs> too far removed from WWE. I, I think he's a guy who whose feet are one foot in Hollywood and, and he'll dip back into wrestling when he can. I, I think this isn't like The Rock. We're going to get him a handful of times every year. Uh, but I think he's a guy who wants to wrestle as much as he can with the projects he has. And I think he's had some big success, especially in the last year or two. He's going to be in Transformers. He's going to have his own Transformers film. Uh, whether or not the film is successful, that's a big sign of investment they're putting a tentpole movie around you. A studio will will take a deep IP that they've already made lots of money on and invested quite a bit on marketing and put you in front of it. And even he's doing other things. He put out a children's book. He's doing other stuff. And also, I think he has some production company. He did the American Grit show. He produced that on Fox. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he continues to be involved in producing things, much like The Rock. He's has. working with The Rock and on a, a movie. Was, that was my next thing. He was gonna be. He's gonna be doing a movie that The Rock has produced. So he's full set on this whole Hollywood thing. So if they can bring him back to get to WrestleMania this year, that's great. But I really think it's gonna be time to go and say, all right, who's gonna be the next guy? It's time to do that. And it, I, the thing is, it it really sucks because it was supposed to be Roman, and we had that horrible news about the leukemia, and now this might be a thing where they bring in Cena just to say, hey. We had our guy. Yeah. We don't right now. Give us some time to find the guy. Mm, true. And and it's and also a lot of people say it's the guy, the guy, the guy. I I do think the age of the guy is a couple of years behind because they think WWE now is so vast that so many people it's like a circus at this point. There's no big one thing that draws everyone in. I think there's a handful of different favorites they have, though the company structurally likes to have one. You know, guy, but you have two. You've had two world champions for over almost eighteen years now. You know, so I think you can do it with multi, multiple different people. It's uh, this is a uh, a tour de force. This is not just one person bringing him in. The age of Hulk Hogan being the draw, uh, the one star uh, is not there. Now, are some stars more of a draw than others? Yes. Uh, is John Cena a draw on house shows? Absolutely. Uh, do they need somebody like that on house shows? Yes. Um, but I think you should develop that person in-house and try and see who can strike. I uh, like this question. And let, let, oh, well, real quick, let's not forget that that era, Cena thrived in an era where there wasn't just one guy. He only no. became the guy because everybody that. else left. Yeah, he grew from that, absolutely. Nia turned heel with Tamina last week. Uh, I believe it was last week. Where do you think this angle is going? I think this is going towards the Women's Tag Team Championships. Now, Naya did say in an interview with Sport Bible that we had up over the weekend at Russell Zone mm -hmm. that she doesn't feel like the women's tag team championships are necessary at this point. But I do feel like you that this is going absolutely towards the women's tag team championship because how good would a match between, let's say, Ember and Asuka 
against Ooh. the two yeah. Samoans. I would like that. You know? Yeah, you know? I, on paper that sounds really fun too. I, I like the that matches that Nia. Really I like the matches that Nia and Oscar had a little bit in NXT as well. I enjoyed. I enjoyed those. Uh, I think I'm uh, just glad to see Tamina getting some airtime. She's abs- really deserved yeah, it. Yeah, she's never been um, an electric personality, but she's always just been a believable monster. You know what I mean? She's always just been a believable, like in the ring, wrecking ball. And Nia certainly is that with certainly a little bit more personality. I speak with Nia, I believe, before Raw. In October, the subject came up in my interview with her and of, of a tag team titles, and she just felt like, I want to have a match with Tamina or tag with Tamina and be able to do that at Evolution, and, and she got to do a little bit of that and win the Battle Royal, by the way, which was a lot better than everyone thought it was going to be that match, and she got to have that featured spot. But I think uh, maybe someone got in Nia's ear and is saying, like, hey, they're going to go with these titles, and you can be in a prime spot to make them work and have this project for a while. So it's good, but now where you go with that is a different story. <clears throat> when do you think we're going to get that announcement? Because we know it's coming. Do you think we get until WrestleMania? I don't know. That leads me to my next one, Jay J- uh, Skonetsky. I like it. That's a good Polish Eastern European name, I believe. Uh, uh, he was, do you think WWE is becoming too predictable? I don't know if it's too predictable because certainly whenever we think it's going somewhere, they go somewhere else with it. And WWE's been quite fond of that, especially the past few years. Um, but I would say sometimes it being predictable is a good thing because you know where things are going, and then finally you get the thing that you want to see. Uh, but there's a lot of different ways that people consume stuff. I see a lot of fans, especially now, get really, really upset if their prediction is not fulfilled. Like if they, if the way a match was supposed to go didn't go the exact way they want it, then that match sucks. And I was like, I was like, that's so ridiculous. That's like going to see a movie and saying because Jason Voorhees didn't get this person in this part of the movie, then it all sucks. <laughs> it's like it's so – you've been so super served for such a long time and also super served on a first-run basis where they're putting out new content and pay-per-view specials, and then you can watch anything. You can stop watching WWE now for like a week or two, and if you have Hulu and the network, you can just pick it all up right away and watch it all in a day. Yep. And, you know, and, and, and when you can do that, it allows people to be so like uh, – 30 seconds, get me. So when the matches are great, people will love them. And when the matches are bad, they're like, ah. You know, like, it's it, they just remember stuff in such a different way. Um, so I don't I don't know if it's too predictable. I think it's hard for them to make so many more surprises when they're producing so much content on a weekly basis. And I think here's the thing. If you're a longtime fan, you kind of are able to fill in the blanks. That is not WWE's fault yeah. that – you're such a longtime viewer of the product that it becomes second nature of what's going to happen. I don't think it's too predictable because Samoa Joe and AJ Styles and Adam Cole, if you would have told me three years ago that all these people would be in WWE with their ring names mm-hmm. at the top of the game, I would have called you a liar. Mm-hmm. Good point. Uh, Richard Reaver wants to know, why won't they make Strowman the universal champion? Well... Because Brock Lesnar is box office. I'm yep. going to just, like, let's just get this out of the way. We all wish we could have a full-time Universal Champion, but Brock Lesnar is money. He's and money. I got news for you. Braun Strowman is not money. He's a good character on a full-time basis, but he is not the money attraction that Brock Lesnar is. You can't put him in the ring with Batista and sell out WrestleMania. You can put Brock Lesnar in the ring with 
anybody until WrestleMania. You can tease things like Daniel Cormier, and you you're making headlines. Bingo. There's so much you can do with Brock Lesnar. That's money, why he's money, champion. Money, 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 money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's jump into another one here. Who will be the biggest headliner of the W the WWE HOF this year? All caps necessary. Uh, well, now gonna be- I'm I'm a guy who says they're in New York. Let's put the Rock in because Rock debuted in New York. True, but I I don't know if they're gonna go with that. Maybe Batista. they go with Batista. Batista was rumored mm. a while ago. Yeah. I don't know about headliners. On a personal basis, I want to see the British Bulldog finally go in the Hall of Fame. Both what British Bulldogs, both him and Dynamite. Um, I'd put both of them in there okay. as a tag team. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I I think you should put Jim the Anvil Nightheart in there. Put the Heart Foundation right. in there again, or at least have Brett get to induct him. I think that would be a sweet. I, a sweet I think thing. it's time, right? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> this is a stupid question. This is a stupid question. Tremaine Morgan, oh. why do Charlotte Flair, why do, all right, here we go. Here, here's some grammar. Uh, why do Charlotte Flair cry so much in her matches? Because genetics. And if you've ever watched Ric Flair, he cries quite a lot in his matches. And, you know, that's inherited, obviously, and it rubs <laughs> off. But really, on. I think Wearing your emotions on your sleeves like that does enhance the story of the match. And I think that's a place where Charlotte shines. And I think that's why she cries so much in her matches. Tremaine Morgan, you're running your mouth talking about someone getting tearful like you have never cried, like you never cried watching old Yeller. You never heard a song on the radio about your ex-girlfriend. Huh? Huh? Yeah, tears, tears of a clown, no, tears of a champion. You want to know when you cry because you look so good seeing your face reflected in a championship belt? That's why. You want to know when I cry? When I see an ass every 18 inches and I'm filling the room. That's when I cry. Because it's so good. Because it's so pretty. Tremaine. Tremaine the pain in my ass Morgan. That's your new name. There you go. I'm moving along. I got you. You're giggling off mic. Uh, Michael Fisher wants to know, what talent from New Japan Pro Wrestling do you think was signed with NXT next? Uh, WWE next. Excuse me. We, okay, we, so we, we had we a story about NXT. this yeah, go ahead. over the weekend about an additional couple of names that were offered WWE contracts in addition to Tetsuya Naito, who reportedly just walked out. Mm. And even other reports suggested that he kind of ditched and left them with the bill. Mm. But uh, <laughs> I think that you the pay. next name to go from <laughs> NJPW will be, I think, Switchblade. You know, I think he's a good fit for mm. WWE, and I think he can easily go. Mm. Mm. Uh, do you see Batista coming back sooner? Yes. Yeah, I I don't know what Batista's role could be. I mean, certainly he it felt like he teased something when he was on SmackDown 1000 and he reeled off all the compliments to the other members of Evolution and simply told Triple H, "You never beat me." Now, what's Triple H's status? Uh, the torn peck at 49 years old. That's uh, a lot. It's a lot. It's a very very severe injury. It takes a long long time to recoup from that. Uh, and I'd be intrigued to see what Batista does. 
uh, going into the Royal Rumble, maybe going into a bigger match. I think you would save him. I don't think you'd have him on the Royal Rumble. I, I would certainly maybe have him appear the night after, and they could do something there. Uh, so let's get a couple more questions here. Uh, Ke- uh, Kevin, how was your weekend in football? Well, my beer, my Bears did well. Our kicker did awful. The Chicago Bears uh, defeated the Detroit Lions. Uh, but we have a kicker, Cody Parkey. Oh, this poor kid. He hit the uprights four times. Four times in one game. Uh, I had to do this bit on the show on 101 WKQX today. And I had to play the clip from uh, Ace Ventura. A movie that does not age well, by the way, if you watch it. Uh, there's some jokes in it that are not not politically correct by today's evolved standards. And uh, But there's this uh, premise in the movie, if you haven't seen it, is that this guy goes crazy after being a kicker for the Miami Dolphins and missing a kick and and then tries to uh, murder people, and it's up to Ace Ventura, the pet detective. No, he, he captures a dolphin. That's right, he captures a dolphin. It's up to Ace Ventura, James Carey's character, to capture him. And he goes and finds this, this kicker's crazy mother, who claims that it's all Dan Marino's fault because he didn't hold the ball up correctly. Dan Marino famed Miami Dolphins kicker. And I played a clip from that, and it was pretty ridiculous. It's all that gosh darn Dan Marino's fault. If he would have held the laces out, this would have never happened. I hope he gets gonorrhea and dies. (laughs) Or like something along those extent. Uh, But I don't wish gonorrhea on any of you. I appreciate your support so, so much. One more question here. I'm looking for a hot one. Uh, I like this one. Benjamin A. Jones wants to know, Daniel Bryan can be a guy on Raw, uh, on Raw, AJ on SmackDown. Uh, can can Daniel Bryan get back up there to the top of the card? They've been, trep- uh, there's been some trepidation. He didn't want to go to Crown Jewel. They made him tap out. They made him tap out to AJ Styles on TV in a great match. If you have not seen it, go see that match. I think that AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. if put in the position on Raw, can easily become the guy because unfortunately we still had that stigma of SmackDown being the lesser show. And I think once you're put on raw, you're put in a better position. I think if AJ Styles was on raw, he'd be the main event of every pay-per-view. I think if Daniel Bryan was on raw, he'd be the talk of the WWE universe. It's just a matter of positioning. And yeah, I think that's a good format. However, I don't think that that's one that they will go with because that's a very wrestling-heavy format and maybe lacking on the entertainment end. All right, so uh, if you've been listening to the podcast for over an hour and you skim through the Raw stuff, thank you for being with us. We want you guys to be able to enjoy the show as much as possible. Also, we want feedback. If you, uh, I will go into the, the, the chat of the live show here and see what you guys think of the show. I want to know what you think of it. I want, I want, to, I want your uh, honest-to-goodness feedback. If you're listening to the podcast, give us a review on iTunes, on TuneIn, on any different app that you listen to us on. And if you really like it, uh, you can spread the word about it. Now I'm being asked, uh, where can you find me on Facebook? You just look me up, Kevin H. Kellum, Kevin.H. Kellum. I'm on there as well. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Kev Kellum, at Kev Kellum. It's K-E-V-K-E-L-L-A-M. Some big comedy shows coming up for me in the Midwest. Uh, and this is a big one. I do need people to come out to this. If you're in the Chicago area, December 17th, I'm going to be at the Hideout, the Hideout Great Rock Club. Uh, I'm going to be playing there. Uh, tickets are only $5. You can get them on eventbrite.com. And that is a show called The Weekend Extender. I'm going to be at the Hideout on December 17th. Oh, my God, there's a power outage, Robert. Are you in the shadows? There you are. Robert, if they want to yeah. follow you and check out everything you do on WrestleZone. 
You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Don't use that much, but you can find me everywhere at Dude Felice. That is D U D E F E L I C E. If you want to get some cool merchandise and support me, like this cool hoodie that I'm wearing here, go to timekillerapparel.com. That is my brand. Uh, if you support me there, it'd be great. And I would, I'll love you even more because you're a wrestling fan. I'll love it's all you. good. I'll love you even more. And we love you guys as well. Thank you so much for the support you're giving us uh, throughout the months. If we've been developing this, all the different tech issues and different things like that. So very, very supportive. Also, keep telling your friends about the show. That's the best way that we can actually get new listeners is you just spreading the word. Uh, we're going to do the uh, best and worst comments of the week later on. We'll, we'll start piling those up. If you know of some, uh, send them over to us and let us know what you think. Uh, and uh, keep spreading the word about the show. Uh, we are likely going to do some either a pre or a post show for Survivor Series on Sunday, and I want to know what your thoughts are on that. Let us know what which one you guys now want. just Survivor Series, or do you want to do a takeover one as well? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I think we'll figure it out. We'll definitely try and figure it out. I'm I'm down for either one. Maybe maybe we do something Sunday afternoon that kind of covers takeover, but. We'll, we'll see what okay. we got here. We'll see what we got. Uh, thank you guys so much. Support the show. Subscribe to the podcast if you can't watch every day, so then you'd never miss it. Never miss a show, and you can take it with you anywhere. You don't have to hold the screen up on the train. Just listen to us in your ear. Thank you so much for uh, supporting everything. Uh, um, we're being booed as we as we leave. Uh, yes, people want to see a post-show for Survivor Series. We'll take all the impact, impact of your comments, and we'll cover it. All right, so just uh, keep them going there. Thank you so much. Thank you for supporting the show. We'll see you tomorrow, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on WrestleZone Daily. Please, we remember this. Please, please remember. Support your veterans. They're out there. They're working hard. Uh, show them their favorite match. Let them have a good time. Support your local veterans around there on this great Veterans Day. You know, we get to do all this cool stuff because of their great service, and I, I, I almost did not want to forget that. I know many of you guys probably have uh, some members in your family, in your community, great people, men and women who have done some great things for America, and I appreciate them as well. But I do want you, with those people, to enjoy wrestling.